This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about sleep regression. Biz weeps for the mom life she imagined she'd have. Teresa's son listens to her with horrible results. And we welcome back sleep expert Jody Mandel to talk us down from the sleep regression ledge. Woo! Yeah! I am yeah. so excited about having Jody Mandel back. Me too. On the show. We need help. We, I, we always need help, yeah. but yes. she might actually be able to she help us. She is one of our guests who actually helps us. <laughs> um, how are you, Teresa? Uh, I'm pretty good. Something happened though. I was <laughs> driving. I was driving around with Simon yesterday, uh, which, uh, as a reminder, Simon is almost four. That's correct. Um, we were driving around, and he told me, just out of nowhere, "Mommy, I really didn't like it when we were at the farm and Daddy was pretending that I was a goat." <laughs> and I have no idea what he's talking about, sure. but there was like time where they were off doing something, so right. I, whatever. And um, this is this is kind of becoming like a recurring theme for him where he'll like report something to me that somebody was doing that That he he did not like. Yeah. And so I said what I often say, which is, well, did you tell him that you didn't like that? And he said, no. And I said, well, you know, (laughs) he he's not going to know that you don't like it unless you tell him. And it's always okay for you to say what you like and don't like. Right. It's always okay. So if somebody is doing something you don't like, and I, I'm not getting into like a whole whatever sure. this could lead to. I'm just saying point blank as a general rule in life. Yes. Yeah. If there's something that you you don't like, I I would like him to know that he can say, right. you know, he doesn't like that. And so I said that to him and he's, he's like, okay. And then he's quiet for a minute. And then he goes, Mommy, I don't like it when you cut my hair. I want to go back to the haircutting place. <laughs> Simon, when people do things that you don't like, you need to keep it to yourself. You need to squash it down. Just deal with it. <laughs> so, but you know what? To my own credit, I took it. To, I was. I appreciated that he heard what I said, yes. and he, apparently he's been saving this up for some time. Yeah. So I said, that's fine, you know? Like, we'll go to okay. the haircutting place next time you need a haircut. And he was happy about that. So whatever. <laughs> Way to take power back, oh, Simon. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> off the road. Uh, well, good for everybody in the family. I guess. Yeah. yeah. How are you? I'm fine. I had, I, I without blasingly saying I'm fine. I am mm-hmm. fine. I am fine, everybody. Okay, great. Uh, I did have, <laughs> still here, showing up. Uh, but I did have two moments this weekend uh, that uh, don't, did not, in fact, catch me off guard. The very, okay, so... Uh, if you listen to the show, and this is not strangely your first show, maybe it is, uh, I had quite a run with baby carriers. Mm-hmm. I just really thought yes. baby carriers were the solutions to everything. Like wraps and... Wraps and yeah. backpacks and the whole yeah. And with Ellis, before uh-huh. I had Ellis, when I was pregnant with Ellis, uh-huh. I had the, I wanted one of the like hiking uh-huh. backpacks yeah, with Ellis. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. I really... 
it, it became this like symbol of the kind of mom I was going to be this time around mm, with Ellis. We were yes. like, living in California, Southern California. We live so close to some trails. We're just we're gonna. Um, he's gonna be in the backpack, and we're going hiking. And mm-hmm. this is like we're going to yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that backpack had, and I bought it mm-hmm. shortly after Ellis was born. Uh, beautiful, very outdoorsy looking metal frame <laughs> backpack. <laughs> And it has sat in the bedroom in various Mm -hmm. places for 19 months. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of like that fucking banjo under my bed. I just was like, this is, I'm going to use this backpack. And then time passes and it doesn't. And so I, you know, put it on Craigslist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and somebody came to buy it. And like Mm -hmm. that morning, uh, the woman emailed, said she'd like the backpack. I said, okay. And like the moment I said, okay, you know, come and pick it up. I got really sad. Yeah. I got like super sad Ugh. that like, I'm actually sad again talking about it that, that I didn't get to use it. Yeah. And I don't know why that made me so sad. Yeah. And it's not like... I mean, I'm, you know, it's, uh, it, and it plays into something else that happened this weekend. We, again, I, that ties to this a little bit. Uh, we went, Stefan and I went out to like one of those uh, movies in a park sort of deals. Um, if you're in LA, it's by a group called Eat, See, and Hear, who are great. And they do movies and band and they have food trucks and the whole nine yards and it's in the evening. And we go, we have a sitter and Stefan and I go and the place is like, there are a lot of people with young kids, mm-hmm. some babies, like babies and young kids. Mm-hmm. And I say to Stefan, again, I kind of get sad and I say to Stefan, I was like, I know it's not like our family, but I see these families mm-hmm. and I am, I am really jealous mm-hmm. and I am like, and not like in a mean way. I'm like mm-hmm. in a sad way. Like I wish I could be the mom who's like, let's take the kids out and we're going to roll with it. And, you know, schedules aren't super strict every night and we're just going to be out and like, you know, these dads are like playing and like families are together. And it's just like this big communal looking parenting scene happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish that for myself mm-hmm. and I am sad that I don't have it and he said and I said it plays into the backpack like I wished this vision for myself like you know with Katie Bell who's six now when we had her I was like this is you know this is how it's sort of like I want to have another baby so I can finally do the yeah. delivery right yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever that means right. with the second okay with the second I'm gonna get to be looser I'm not as stressed out I'm not as worried and you know Stefan just said you know, those just aren't the kids we got. Mm-hmm. You know, the, our kids are, Katie Bell could never sit through this movie. She would ask endless questions and she just would. You, she doesn't <laughs> stop speaking and that's good. That's who she is and mm-hmm. we want her to ask questions. And Ellis would run nonstop. He would never sit. Like you see people sitting, they're just right. like sitting in piles, yeah. like family piles. Yeah. And like Ellis would never stop moving yeah those just aren't our kids and that's like okay and one day we will be that family when they are older yeah um that's actually true and i i I know that i know i know that like the the, given the kids that we have and and what we think is fun yeah would not be fun for us to go and like spend the whole movie explaining time travel it was back to the future (laughs) 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 uh and chasing ellis like that just wouldn't be a good time be a stressful night blah 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 blah. it's still it was just like this weird like reflective 
you know, okay, well, what kind of mom, you know, well, am I? I always have that whenever I'm out just with Jesse or by myself. Yeah. I always see families yeah. looking cute. And I always feel guilty no matter what. Even if I'm, like, perfectly happy with the yeah. way things are going and I'm happy to take time for myself, seeing other people's children out in the world <laughs> makes me feel like, why don't I have my kids there and why am I not, like, enjoying this with them? Right. And, like, that I feel like is just a weird... Like, I purposely try to avoid... Going out. <laughs> not, not going out, but, like, going places where there, there, like, might, be there might be kids. I mean, I know that sounds totally crazy, right. but it does... It's really hard for me to like shut that out. But also like I that is a separate thing. I feel yeah. like I totally hear what you're saying. I just think like you have to like if you want to bring yourself back to earth about this, like <laughs> remember how tiny they are. I know. Like and they're yeah. It's just it's I mean, Ellis isn't even two. Yeah. Katie Bell's not even six. I mean they're you have so many more like I I'm so on board for your statement of like this like movie scenario yeah. where the family goes and sees the movie. If you want that to be in your future, that is totally, yeah, totally in my achievable in right. your future. Like right. that is not over. Like yeah. the backpack thing. I know it might be over. Yeah, oh, it's over. You no, know? the backpack's over. Like that's just. Yeah. That. I think that's like what yeah. was so sad about that was like. Yeah. Not only is it is it has it passed, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like we can still go hiking and also right. run. Totally. Well, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But like yeah. it just it, but it was just such a crystallized moment. Well and you're I mean, you're disappointed because it was something you were looking forward yeah. to. But like it's such a way because I I do that kind of stuff too. It's such a way of like not being nice to yourself. It yes, really is I know. because you're just if you're saying like, oh, next time I would totally do the natural birth, you're just like not trusting the yeah. self that you were right. two times in the past that like made the decisions that were right for you right. in that moment. And like whatever happened is what happened. But like the same with the backpack, like being upset that that didn't work out yeah. and saying like, I why am I not the parent that blah, blah, blah. It's <laughs> right. just like a way of not trusting that you like tried really hard right. to make that happen. And it just didn't, it wasn't the right fit for you guys. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, you're right. There's definitely a, a level of the like self hating or, yeah. or, you know, and it, yeah, it, which again, it comes out in a million different yeah. ways. And it's also, yeah. And that's yeah. fine and yeah. completely normal. It's just like, I see you doing such a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, you know, as Stefan said about the movie thing, think of all the people who are here without their kids. And you just don't see those people. Right, you don't notice. You can't tell. You know what I mean? And like, and that family's going to have a wonderful time possibly not backpacking with the backpack too. Absolutely. So, Just because she bought that from you on Craigslist does not mean, mean they're going to that use kid, it I saw that kid. That kid's not going to sit in that backpack. <laughs> um, well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of self-loathing, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, something that really I think I can contribute to that is not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And today oh, yeah. we are going to talk about sleep regression. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Sleep regression. Mm -hmm. I would like to start by saying... I, it's one of those things that I never think of. 
until it happens. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like like oh, those yeah. when those six year molars came into mm-hmm. Katie. But I was like, we have more teeth coming in. Like, I, why I would know. I have known about that? And uh, sleep regression is one of those like terms mm-hmm. that I, I, you don't think of until you're in it, or or even after you've missed it. Right. You know what I mean? It's just not, again, everybody reads what to expect when you're expecting and then maybe, you know, or something like it. Yeah. And then maybe some sort of field guide to the first year. Yeah. And then at, and by the end of the first year, you're skimming that. Right. You're just looking for, like, diseases and fevers and, like, poop things. Yeah. And after that, you stop reading books for the most part. People are like, here's year five. The, I mean, you get some, like, notices from Baby Center or whatever on your email every once in a while if you registered for that nonsense. But, like, none of those are ever helpful to me. Um, <laughs> oh, is my baby, is my five-year-old talking? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Thanks. Click. Is your child making friends at school <laughs> or <laughs> not? Not. Yeah. This is a really... A thing could yeah, happen. A thing could happen. <laughs> Thanks for signing up. Yeah. Um, so, sleep regression. Yeah. I I just wanted to say I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, you never do. And then it's e- just like the am I when am I when are things normal conversation yeah. where you say like we we've got we've it got guys. it down guys <laughs> we finally everyone's sleeping we're sleeping through the night or we're you know yeah. we're on a schedule we've got it right you just don't think oh tonight might be the night that well, my kid doesn't <laughs> sleep for some reason yeah or you don't the, think about the month that. that your kid might not sleep for that sure right so like tonight okay. might be the first night. In another six months, I'm well. Yeah, let's not. Let's not tempt yeah. fate. Anyway, let's, yes. Okay, so without tempting fate, mm-hmm. let's try and have a conversation okay. about sleep regression. All right. So we're gonna have uh, our sleep expert on later to talk about what it is mm-hmm. and possibly what causes it and possibly great insights mm-hmm. into why it exists. And she'll probably tell us how to avoid it all. Oh yeah, she's going so to that fix we just it. yeah, just so that we don't ever have to deal with it. Right. But for the most part, for general purposes, right. uh, it seems to happen at like specific windows in mm-hmm. a child's developmental life yeah. where their sleep gets totally fucked up. Yeah. For a few days to a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. Yes. Uh, and I sometimes wonder, is it even a real thing? Mm-hmm. Or is it just something else that we come up with to, like, try and put a label on to make us feel like we've got some control over life? Yeah. Sort of like sleep training in general. Like, the whole, yeah. like, <laughs> I think we had this very same conversation about sleep training where I was like, eh, does it make us just feel good to do these things? Yeah. When our kid's just going to sort out whenever they're ready to sort out? Or, like, do these things actually help? And I think it yeah. varies from child to child and whatever. Or does, like, having a name for yeah, it make us feel like it's a thing? We can solve yeah. this problem. Yeah. So let's pretend that later our problems are going to be solved. Yeah. But in the meantime, have your kids ever gone through a sleep progression? I am sure there are children who, like, don't. Yeah, there must. I mean, there. well, I will say that my older, yeah. Simon, I did not even know sleep regression was a thing yeah. until the point where, you know, he started climbing out of his crib at like almost two and a half. And then mm. we got him in the toddler bed and then we entered this world of him not being able to go to sleep right. on his own. And that was the first, if you can call, I don't know yeah, if, well, that, if you call if it, that yeah. a sleep regression, like we basically, I, I it, 
technically, if you think about regression as like the opposite of progress, right? It's like oh, you're yeah. regressing instead of making progress. <laughs> and we were sense. regressing because up until that point, you know, he was we from the time he was born all, you know, all the yeah. way up through like through being a baby, we were working towards him going to sleep on his own and sleeping through the night right. on his own. And at a certain point, he was doing that and he did it for a long time. And right. I was like, I have this. Nailed it. I totally have this. And I'm totally going to have another kid or more. Yeah. And I know how to do this. Right. I know how to I, I know how to get this outcome, <laughs> which is a child That's that right. goes to bed at seven on his own in his bed and sleeps until seven the next morning right. or 630 or whatever. Sure. Um, and it's all great. <laughs> So, but, okay, so that, that I didn't experience with him. I don't ever remember experiencing, right. like, a four-month or a six-month or a one-year right. or, a, like, more wake-ups. Like, I definitely remember hearing people say, like, oh, just out of nowhere, my, like, really good sleeper, you know, 14-month-old started waking up at 2 a.m. and just being up for two hours. And right. I was like, what the fuck is that? What are you doing wrong? But now with Oscar, <laughs> I have, right, what are you? Yeah, yeah what are you? You're, well, that's something. Something weird. I don't know yeah. what that is, but we don't have that problem because we, we're perfect. We, we know how to do this. We've nailed I, it. Okay, I would never have said I was perfect, but I did think no. I fi- I found the formula. Okay, I thought I found the formula. May I and just I, jump in real yes. quick with that? Because yes. I think that's a big part of the psychological effects of sleep regression when they hit yes, for real. It is because I would like to say that with Katie Bell, very similar. Yeah. She slept great. Like we did our work with her. Yeah. Like what? And she didn't even really need any like work. You just yeah. rocked her to sleep, and she went to sleep. You may uh-huh. be rocking her for a while, but yeah. then eventually she didn't need it, and she just went to sleep. It was great. Yeah, and she slept really great. Yeah, and again, same with same here. Nailing it. Yeah, we've like, totally we got, got this. I got a good sleeper, yeah. and we really yeah. are perfect at doing this thing. Yeah. And like systems good. Yeah. And even when she would have some disruptive nights, I, it was always like you know what? It usually lasts literally. 14 days uh-huh. and you could go in and like pat her on the back and she'd go back to sleep when she uh-huh. had the weird wake-ups so it was like a little disruptive but it wasn't like friends like you say who are like he wakes up at two and stays yeah. up for three hours and i yeah. was like that's so weird so yeah so i do think yeah. there's something about if your experience has been it's fine yeah then okay, you're, so then, you're, yeah. assuming you're assuming I figured out how whatever I did, yeah, yeah, whatever I did, you know, I'll just do that again. Right, my I'll do next it again. one, sure. So enter baby number two, and I hate that whole I cliche know. of like you think you understand, but then you have your next baby, and they make totally everything different. crazy. Whatever, my baby, my next baby is a different person. Right. Um, he's been a lot easier in a lot of ways, but sleep is not one of them, <laughs> and um, he just has had a harder time sleeping. And at this point, I can say, yeah, right now he's sleeping through the night. But, like, I don't even want to say we've gotten to the point where he's now sleeping through the night because I feel like once you say that... It fucks it up. It just fucks it up. We should ask her if that's a thing. It's totally (laughs) a thing. I feel like Oscar is listening to me right now, and he's getting ready for (laughs) tonight because I'm I'm not kidding. Like, we started, like, we probably started, like, like, we were doing the, like healthy sleep habits all along from the time he was a newborn and like just doing gradual stuff and the stuff that worked for Simon did not work for Oscar mostly some I mean it worked it just it was it took longer and was harder you know and then but then even once we got to a point where like he was going to sleep on his own and sleeping through the night 
we've just never had a like super long stretch of that. Like they're just. Te- whatever it is, teething, developmental, just age yeah. stuff, um, sickness, what anything. I don't even know what the things are. So, but it's like we do have those chunks of time where he's up crying, he's up like needing something that I don't know what it is. So like, then that's a question. So here's a question. All right, that maybe we'll ask her, or maybe we take a stab at. Is that is that sleep progression? If your kid's always been an up and down sleeper, if there's you know, is sleep progression only for sleep progression only for yeah. people? whose kids sleep really well. Yeah, but like, what what is kids sleep really well? Well, right. Like, I can say I've had like two months of Oscar sleeping through the night, I think. That's pretty good. Then I think if something gets fucked up after that, I would consider that a regression. Like, you know what I mean? Well, okay, so I guess for me, because, you know, uh, Katie Bell slept really well and eventually we got Ellis going pretty well. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's... And because he's the kid you can't comfort, yeah. you just let him cry because uh-huh. it makes it worse to go in. We've talked yeah. about this on the show a lot. It, like, aggravates It him. aggravates yeah. him worse. So if it's yeah. not poop, we let him be. Yeah. And he goes back to sleep. Right. And it's, you know, it's fine. Different kids, different processes. Yeah. But, uh, for example, uh, when we were in Alabama, and I'm going to talk in a little bit more detail with her about this. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to repeat too much. But, you know, he really— and I don't think it had to do with being in Alabama because he slept really well for, like, the first four days. Yeah. And then it started to fall apart. And it was, like, literally exactly two weeks he was uh, going to sleep fine. Mm-hmm. But then waking up, uh, it started with waking up at 4 a.m., like, two hours, an hour and a half to two hours before he would normally wake up. And then mm-hmm. that started moving back to, like, mm-hmm. 3.30. Oh, and then, and like, wide awake. And then yeah. on top of that, every other night, he would wake up as well at 11 and just scream until 1 o'clock. Oh, God. But for me, what made it a, quote-unquote, sleep regression mm-hmm. was how much it fucked me up. It, oh, my God. Because yes. it it wasn't like his yeah. sleep was so all over the place yeah. as a normal thing. I know. That I suddenly was thrown back into, like, infant days yeah. of... Operating on four hours right. of sleep, of, of, of like real sleep. Chop, choppy. And that sleep is like yeah. chopped. The rest yeah. of the night is yeah. just half a day. Yeah. And like I began to have, as we all know, because you heard it on the show, some yeah. serious sleep deprivation issues. I was emotionally falling apart. I was mentally yeah. falling apart. It was really crippling. And that's yeah. when you, that's for me, when I started being like, I have got to fix this yeah i started researching sleep regression and you know there's i don't think there's anything you can fix i need it but i needed like to hear somebody very smart on the subject say you can't Uh it's a thing it's a it's a thing they go through so that's where i wonder if just up and down sleep habits if that's the same thing as like literally a window that lasts a couple of weeks and their sleep gets all screwed up, whether it be because of language or movement or like whatever they're developmentally going through is throwing it all off. And and I guess my larger question uh, is, is sleep progression at all about the kids or is it about us? I know. Because I am the one, I Ellis, it affected Ellis hardly at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just, know. I, I was crazy so and like let's think back to like because i know exactly what you're talking about and i do think like there is something i feel like worse about the way i feel after like two or three like say one of my kids is sick and like they're up a lot in the night 
you know, three nights in a row now, the the impact on me psychologically and yeah. just physically yeah. is so different, different from like if I think back to when Oscar was a newborn, I had a toddler and a newborn, yeah. and I was up much of the night regularly, like yeah. regularly up. And yes, I was sleepy. I was very tired. It was hard. <laughs> right. But like there's something about your expectations yeah. that are huge in this. Like because you start, your expectations are that you're going to be up at night. Yes. You wake up and you go, yes, I'm up. I'm doing the things that I have to be doing but right now. But it'll be over by nine months or whatever. Yeah, I'm just this doing window. this right now. And then later it's like you finally get past that somehow yeah and that getting back to like your own sleep is so like precious and like yeah like luxurious in a way but like so needed and then it only takes like seriously it takes a week of good like good sleep to just be like oh like forget what it was even like before and just be like this is my new normal and then and then when you have then when you go back when you regress it fucks you up i think the sleep regression is us i think we're ones who are regressing you know what i mean if i was gonna use the i'm making all this progress and most of the time as parents we're making progress because we're getting a little more sleep and things are getting quote unquote new normal or whatever and then Boom. The kid starts not sleeping for whatever reason. And yeah. you just crumble. You do. Crumble back to the place yeah. at the beginning. You do. Where everything so is quickly. just uh, so fast. Yeah. And you and I were talking about this a little bit a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. Where it's like, I think you get so sleep deprived at the beginning. Yeah. That you begin to just, you know, again, eyeballs in the boiling water. Like right. Whatever. Life yeah. is totally crazy. Then you start getting some sleep. Yeah. You feel like you're mentally coming back. Yeah. But is the bar so low? Yeah. Is our like constant state of okay yeah. so low so that low. when it falls apart, you fall fast? You're not like operating yeah. at like 20 something. Yeah. I had all this sleep. You're operating yeah. at, I got seven hours of sleep right. straight through tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, again, I really think the regret, and what also I think fucks you all up with the regression if you have more than one kid uh-huh. is that whatever, again, I can remember being so angry at about like maybe 10 days in to this stretch uh-huh. with Ellis. Yeah. I was in the shower and I literally got so angry in my own mind about the <laughs> fact that with Katie Bell, when she had disrupted sleep, you could just go in and like rock her yeah. and pat her on the back and she went back to sleep. And I was so mad that none of it prepared me for what Ellis yeah. was doing, which was screaming hysterically yeah. all night. Yeah. It just, it was like... So I was literally, I'm like five years old screaming, it's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so unfair I that I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I, I, and I, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I am voting that sleep regression is, is really more about us yeah. in terms of it being a regression yeah. than it is. Because it's not it, a regression. They're just being kids doing what they do, right? No one like, gives a shit when our sleep is up and down. Right. It's not like our... You it know, doesn't... Right, right. Exactly. So, like, why do we always care so much about our kids' sleep? I know. It's so true. You know, like... It's such a good point. Yeah. It's so natural to, like, have disrupted sleep yes. sometimes. Yes. Especially just with, like, once you start... Like, kids start dreaming and being yeah. aware of what's, like, going on, you know? If you and have then an exciting they, day, you stay up yeah. thinking about it all night. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Or, like, it affects your dreams. Anyway. Yeah. But for us, because we're the... Yeah. Yeah, no one's like, go to sleep, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs>
no one's like mad at me. I'm not ruining anybody's life if I have insomnia. Right. But because their sleep patterns yeah. affect us. Yeah. It's suddenly a big suddenly, clinical. It's a, clinical a problem it's if a they're problem. not just like perfectly sleeping twelve hours every night <laughs> silently. All right. All right. So, uh, okay. so kids, great, normal. Yep. Once again, us. Yeah. Totally fucked up. Yep. I'm really looking forward to Jody Mandel helping us. You know what? Let's just get night nurses. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Done. <laughs> Hello, buddies. I'm Travis McRoy. And I'm Andy Bolt. And we're the host of Bunker Buddies. We're a podcast where we're amateur survivalists and we talk about things like the apocalypse. And we talk about zombies and preparedness. What are you going to wear when it's the apocalypse? And you have no idea if you don't listen to our show. It comes out every Wednesdays on MaximumFun.org and on iTunes. Sometimes we try weird foods or we talk about where to camp or how to avoid getting eaten or any of these things. Yeah, so listen to us because it might just save your life. We'll see you in the bunker. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Please genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Great. This is actually a genius moment that I really owe to our One Bad Mother Facebook community Mm. um, because you guys on there really made me think about toddler harnesses in a whole different way. Um, I totally missed this. As somebody posted a really adorable picture of their like, I don't know, 16 month old yeah. in like a little lamb like backpack harness, you know, with a yeah. leash. It's a fucking leash. It's a leash. Right. right. And um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with leashes, everybody. Okay. And so this has been something that's been on my mind for a while because now that both my kids want to walk yeah. wherever we go, like, I mean, sometimes we can do a stroller, but for the most part, I want them to get the exercise right. too. So we're out and about going for walks, going to the park, whatever, um, both my kids will just bolt. I mean, they will. (laughs) And, like, at this point, Simon's a little too big to be wearing a harness. I'm not going to put him in a harness. But Oscar is totally at, like, a decent and good age for that. Um, So I got a little cute little elephant harness. It's got a little backpack. And we took it out for its maiden voyage over the weekend. (laughs) We did a walk in our neighborhood, which I've for a while been really too nervous to walk just me and Simon and Oscar without like having Oscar in either a carrier or the stroller because it just makes me too too nervous that they could both go different ways and we actually don't have sidewalks on our most of our street isn't doesn't have a sidewalk right so it's like if a car comes it's a little bit I just feel yeah it's nervous you know what I mean and so 
We did the harness. Oscar really liked it. Simon really liked it. They both think it's adorable and cool yeah. for some reason. And I realized because it's like a little backpack, it has a pouch, and I could put my keys and my phone hey, in there. So I don't have to carry genius. my keys and my phone on the walk. Nice. That's genius. So it was great. That is that is that is adorable. Yeah. And genius. Thank you. The real genius is you have a place for your keys now. I know. <laughs> I don't have to carry so those great. around. Uh, good job. Thanks. So I have been needing to extend Ellis's bath time a little bit because mm-hmm. we come home from getting Katie Bell from her like day camp and mm-hmm. it's like a schlog to get to dinner. So dinner's yeah. been kind of creeping up a little bit earlier and earlier, but mm-hmm. then we can't put it to bed any earlier than I already put right. this kid to bed. So um uh, I think everyone listening is familiar with the need to drag out bath time yeah, a little bit Yeah, bath time needs to be yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and so, but like recently he's been getting in the tub and being like, okay, out. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, yeah. it's a bath. It's yeah. the best. Be more creative, Ellis. That's right. There's a bunch of water here that you can <laughs> Look at play this. with. There's cups for You see it every it single night. <laughs> get it. Get with it. No moose towel. No moose towel until you play with this. Um, that kid is fucking cute. Anyway, so I it has been a long time since I busted out what I think is a genius invention by Crayola, which are the uh, bath tabs. Mm. You know, it's like 100 colored tabs and you put like one or two in the bathtub and they turn yellow or orange or red or whatever. Oh, cool. It's a lot of fun. Does it turn the water? Yes, that it turns color? the water and okay. it washes right off. The kid can literally take the tab in their hand, uh-huh. draw all over themselves and you oh. can just wipe it off and they, you know, they draw with it or whatever. And then it's little tabs. Anyway, the first time I gave them to Ellis a million months ago, he was terrified of them. Mm. Rightly so. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I'm going to just see if he's interested. So he was a little suspicious of it because mm-hmm. it kind of fizzes and dissolves in the water. Mm-hmm. But now he, like, loves them. Oh, cool. And so it gives us, like, an extra, like, 10 minutes in the tub. Nice. I mean, almost to the point where now I have to bust him out early as soon as you get in the water. Wow. <laughs> so that it's, uh, but he really likes them. and They're really fun. And, I, you know, they're great. I mean, and my if anybody's interested, my six-year-old still really likes them. That's great. Yeah, well, she's not six yet, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm just going to call her six. I know. That's how I feel because their birthdays are on the same time. Yeah, he's Simon like basically. So close to four. Yeah. Just, he seems four Basically now. six. Ellis is I basically know. two. We round up. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Hello. I have a Teresa-inspired genius. I just listened to the episode where she told Simon to pretend he was about to take a bath in order to get him to use the toilet. And so in my life, my son really likes to know a plan. He likes to know what we're doing, and he gets really upset if there are any kind of surprises, which generally is just fine, but a lot of times grandparents like Mm. to surprise him with things or like to surprise him with going places. And so just this weekend... (laughs) His grandparents came into town and wanted to surprise him by taking him to a movie. Um, Against my best judgment, I let them go ahead and and do the surprise. And so it failed miserably, and we're at the movie (laughs) theater. And um, my son is having a really hard time um, with it because it was an unplanned thing, and he was just not expecting it. So I took him aside, and I said, son... Can you pretend that I told you that we were going to go to the movie theater? Can you, I know I didn't, but can you just pretend that I did? And will that make this better for you? And he said yes. And he said that he could pretend that he knew about it ahead of time. And so he did pretend that he knew about it ahead of time. And he had a great time at the rest of the movie. 
Thank you, Teresa, for saving my day. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Wow. Awesome. That is. That's like taking it up a level. Yeah, it's taking it up a level. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's so cool. Good job. Yes. Good job. Failures is the opposite of good jobs. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Teresa, I would like to hear about some not good job you did. So, you know, like a thing that a hand towel hangs from? (laughs) I can pretend I know. It's like... It's like the circular one. Yeah, okay. You know, the circular. The most fun kind. Um, I could describe it by saying it looks like the monkey bars. Yes. Yeah. Or it looks like something to hang from yes. at a playground. Um, and that is probably how I would describe it if somebody asked me to describe it. Yeah. But it never once occurred to me that my almost four-year-old <laughs> would look at it and think Put it that together. looks like something I should hang from. Yeah. Um, so that was never something that occurred to me okay. that would be a thing. But sure enough. There should be in one of those books that takes you through yeah. the next couple of Remember years. Remember to tell your kid <laughs> that a hand towel hanging rack is not the monkey bars. So I heard a loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> Simon had been in the bathroom washing his hands by himself, which he can do now. Which How is so good great. for Simon. And I heard a loud noise and I came in and he was on the floor and the wall was crumbled um, on top of his head. Wow. And the hand towel rack was on the floor. Sure. And it had come clean out of the wall. I shouldn't say clean out of the wall. All the way out of the a wall. Mess, with a, a mess out of the wall. Of the wall <laughs> a mess with of the it. wall. And wow. he's fine. He's yeah. completely fine. It's it's you know it's, it's the house towel. that's ruined. Well, right. It's a hand <laughs> towel rack, so it's not like way up high or something. Right. So he's fine. He's surprised and yeah. he felt bad. So I couldn't really like I mean, he wasn't really in trouble. Like, he really was confused. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, it looked like the monkey bars. Sure. You know? But, like, we don't even have the paint for that. Yeah, like, that's... we don't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's there's just no... a whole. It's You're just fixing a whole. the whole bathroom. So, and yeah. we, so we're not even. We just have, like, a. we hung a picture art. over yeah, it. We literally hung a picture yeah. over it. Okay. Wow. Great. Well, dear Baby Center, please include yeah. in your year four email that your child might mistake this. Anything in your house as a toy. As a monkey bar. As yeah. a monkey bar. Uh, I just crushed Ellis's toe. What? It was like he loves garbage cans. The uh-huh. kid loves garbage cans. Uh-huh. And we have one of those ones where you step on the little pad at the bottom and the top pops yeah. open. Yeah. And he was over there like playing with it and he was like messing with the top part that's opening and closing oh. and lifting. So I'm like trying to like my attention's all there yeah. while his bare foot was, was under, under the, the thing. Step. And I'm like trying to step on it to get ah. to open. He's <laughs> like, ah, ah. And I'm like, your fingers, where are your yeah. fingers? And then like I realize it's his toe. It was like it was the first time we've actually had to bust out the boo-boo bunny, like a cold oh. pack for his foot. And he was fine. Okay. It, it was totally it didn't, fine. Like, break skin or no, no, it had like you know, like a like a you know, a layer of skin, but no blood, no okay. breaking, just Aww. like a red toe. Aww. I know. I felt not great about myself. <laughs> you suck. I was so bad. I was like, oh my god, your foot. I am currently 
sitting in my bathroom soaking wet, (laughs) about to get back into the shower because I just picked up the towel that was on the floor and it smelled weird as I was drying my hair with it. And I was like, what is going on? Why does this smell so bad? I don't remember. And then I suddenly remember that my son, who's 14 months, had peed Mm. on the floor as we got out of the shower last night. I was trying to do a quick bath time routine and just showered with him really quick. And he thought it was really funny that he peed on the floor without Mm. a diaper. And I just threw the towel over and forgot that there was pee on the floor (laughs) under the towel that I just dried my hair with. Mm. And not only is this gross, but like my husband took the baby and the dog for a walk this morning. So I kind of got like an extra long shower and I used the good conditioner. And now I have to fucking go back in the shower Mm. and do it all over again, which means I missed on the opportunity to like have a cup of coffee by myself (laughs) or listen to another episode of One Bad Mother. (laughs) Anyways, I have pee hair. I have pee hair. And um, I failed. That's the show. Thanks. Yeah, that's pee hair. That's a really great fail. That's actually a new classic. We haven't really had that called in very much. Just like the towel come up that much. No, the pee, but like the towel, the repurpose. I can totally see the throwing the towel over the rack and then like using it the next day. Yeah, yeah, good, good job at washing your drying your hair with pee. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Great. So today we are welcoming back Jody Mandel, who is a pediatric sleep expert and the author of Sleeping Through the Night, How Infants, Toddlers, and Their Parents Can Get a Good Night's Sleep. She also has joined with Johnson & Johnson to create a sleep app called Johnson's Baby Bedtime. And you can go back and hear her on episode 43 of this show, where we talk about sleep training. Uh, hello and welcome back, Jody. Oh, it's great to be back. I can't believe it's been so long. I can't I believe that. I know we're, we're, we're entering. We should have been calling you every other week with sleep problems. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I almost yeah. felt bad emailing you back. I was like, is it fair to email her and have her back on the show when it's so close to when I was having a problem? Um, but I thought, you know what? If I'm having the problem, I bet lots of people are. And this, this could be really helpful to hopefully lots of people. So when we had you on the first time, you really helped us sort of get a grip on sleep training and what these terms mean and how all of our kids are different. And I don't know, I I and Teresa and a lot of our listeners uh, responded to us telling us what a, what a good show it was and how it made them feel less stressed out about the whole process and that things were very normal and and that they were normal and their kids were normal and all these things, you know, will sort themselves out you know, within the world of parenting. But I'm very disappointed that you did not then say, once we got everything sorted out, that things might might come along that upset 
the apple cart, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah. So we're having you back on for me to say, why didn't you tell me my child's sleep might get messed up once I fixed it? <laughs> um, I know it's not a cure. I like, know. Stories, you'll never. It's like antibiotics. You'll never see this again. It's not. It's like, guess what? Welcome to parenting. Right. You mean I can't use words like fix? <laughs> no. Uh, well, let's start off. I would love for you to just. Tell us a little bit about the term sleep progression. What is sort of what does it mean? Does it mean anything? Is it something we make up to make ourselves feel better? <laughs> Teresa and I firmly believe it's really all about us and our personal regressions that happen <laughs> when our kids' <laughs> sleep gets disrupted and has very little to do with them. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit uh, about it. So. It's made up. I hate to tell you that, but it's a made up term. All right. So I have a colleague in my sleep center, and when her, she's worked with me for years. She trained with me. She's phenomenal. She's a pediatric sleep expert. And when her baby was little, she's like, guess what? He's having a three month sleep regression. And I looked at her and I said, what is that? And she's like, you know, the three month sleep regression. And I said, okay, change hats. If you were in our clinic and some parents said she has three month sleep regression, does that exist? And she's like, <laughs> so you guys told me I got your email. Yeah. Eighteen month sleep regression, and I thought <laughs> I have never heard of that. So I googled it. Right? What is all good like people do? We right. Yeah. It. And yeah. there's a whole thing up yes. there. Eighteen month sleep regression. Yeah. Yes. So want to know what I did next? Yes. What I did next <laughs> is because I am such a academic geek. And I have huge, huge data sets on babies. I love you. I decided to run the data. And I did. I did it this morning. I ran the data. We have data on 5,000 babies in Brazil, we just collected. And we have data on 10,000 babies across a whole bunch of countries. And so I ran the data by month of age. And I looked at how many parents say their child has sleep problems. And I looked at how many times they wake up at night. And you know what? It does it across the ages. It's all the same. It's mm-hmm. like... 15 months, 16 months, 17 months, 18 months, yeah. 19 months, 20 months. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, so there isn't a three-month sleep regression, and there isn't an 18-month sleep regression. <laughs> but what happens is, like, you hit a bump on the road when they're 16 months. You're like, oh, must be that 18-month regression. Yeah, right, you hit exactly. a bump on the road when they're 19 months. Oh, must, must be, be the 18 so, months. yeah. It must be. So I don't think there is such a thing as that when a baby hits a certain age, all of a sudden things are going to fall apart. What I think it is is things fall apart. They just fall apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's normal. Like they start rolling over or they start crawling or they start talking or they start getting potty trained and things fall apart. So it's just things fall apart. Mm. Well, show's over. (laughs) (laughs) So I hate to tell you that. So I hate to debunk this myth, but it's funny. I had never heard of 18. I really, truly had never heard of 18 months. fascinating because Mm -hmm. part of the things that Teresa and I were talking about at the beginning were like, she and I had never thought about the phrase either, given whatever was happening. And I know that for me, uh, when uh, my son, who's 19 months old, uh, or was 18 months when this happened, 19 months now, Ellis, we went, we were, I'm not going to go into it too much since it doesn't exist. Uh, but well, we, but no, babe, but go into it. Because no, okay, it's, so, it's real. Yeah, it's, it's real. Just, so, this is like, yeah. so this is the story that led me to the word sleep regression. So we were visiting my parents in Alabama. We live in California. Um, we kept his sleep schedule on the right uh, time in the time in the right time zone for California. Um, he slept and napped exactly like he always does the first four days. My husband then went back to California and he started waking up a little earlier 
Uh, and he already wakes up early, but a little earlier. So we started, I just started letting him slowly roll his time back to the right hours, but in Alabama time. And again, a little earlier. And then it was like 3.30 in the morning he was waking up. And I was like, well, that's not even sleeping. <laughs> that's like, that's not even morning. That's like still the middle of the night. Um, and I was like, his diaper's really full. Is, that, is he having too much fluid? Maybe his di- he needs a bigger diaper. And I'm like trying to figure out why, what's waking him up and not letting him go back to sleep like he normally would. Because normally you would change the diaper, put him back down, He's out. Um, He was wide awake. And then add on top of that, he started waking up at 11 o'clock at night and then screaming for two hours. And I happen to have a son very unlike my daughter, uh, which is very unfair to me as a parent, having already gone through it once, uh, to have to go through it totally differently. He doesn't – you can't comfort him. He's not – going in makes him – scream more, cry more, get more worked up. So we had already gone through the whole sleep process with him of knowing you just didn't go in for him. And that was a better solution for him. But now he's like hysteric. I mean, it j- we were right back to like life at eight, nine, 10 months old. And uh, so I'm going through the whole crazy list of what is it? You know, nothing else. He's napping the same time. He's going down the same time. He's waking, you know. I, so I started to look this up online, and that's where somebody threw out the word 18-month sleep regression. And I actually found it helpful because the bottom line, according to the people who talk about 18-month sleep regression, is there's nothing you can do. So I just didn't do anything. I just got earplugs, and I moved my daughter because they were in the same room on this trip into my room And because she was fixable. She's six. I'm not going to mess up her sleep too badly at this point. <laughs> uh, and then my husband came back, and the day that Ellis saw him, uh, Ellis' sleep returned 100% to normal. So <laughs> I, I was – so I, you know, my initial thought was – you know, if there's no such thing as sleep regression, then that's clearly that answer. But like, it was so fascinating that that's a real cultural thing online. It's like, good, let's put a name on this and make ourselves all feel better. Um, but you know what it does? See, it's good. Well, so, yeah. so let me answer about what happened with him. Yeah. Well, things happen, right? I, I am sure dad left. Dad left. And you, we think like, oh, they're pretty oblivious to this. Yeah. Stuff. No, dad left. And for him, that was like a major change and he couldn't deal with it. And then dad comes back and, you know, things are great. The other thing is, is that what we always recommend. So when things like you've got a great sleeper and everything went awry, like it just completely fell apart, is the most important thing is to go back to what you always did before. So don't look for the solution. Everyone's like, oh, it must be his diapers full. Oh, it must be because his ears hurt. Or, oh, it must be because whatever. Is you just go back to what you always did before, stick with it, and you will get past it. And so I think the the, the term sleep, you know, sleep regression, I think it helps people because they're like, oh, there's nothing I can do, so I'll just stick with what I've always done. And so then you get past it because you always stick with what you always did because you think, oh, there really isn't a solution. So it, it works like the term sleep regression works. I, I think it's kind of entertaining. And, right. Um, <laughs> I, but, you know, but it helps you think about it to say, oh, maybe I shouldn't do anything. Maybe there's nothing yeah. that's going to yeah. just, quote, fix it. And yeah. so that's great. That's what we want you to do. We don't want you to fix it. We want you to just stick with what always worked. I think the term sleep regression is really good, and I think that's really accurate. It's the putting an age on it, like, oh, it's right. 18. Yeah. Sleep yeah. I think that's yeah. the part that's bunk. Now, one question I have for you. So when you say you go, he starts screaming at 11 o'clock, you go in. What does he do when you walk in? Screams more. He he really, so if it's, 
uh, if on a normal night, if it was a normal situation where like, we were back home and he would wake up at like 10 or 11, we would probably just go in, change the diaper. And he usually cries through that, but it's sort of a groggy cry. And you just change the diaper and you put him back down. He fusses for two more minutes and he goes back to sleep. But if you go in and it's not a diaper, so we always like have to be careful <laughs> to decide if it's a diaper or not. And there's usually a specific cry. But otherwise... Uh, Ellis has always been the child that when he, he, I thought he was maybe even having night terrors when he was younger. That's what I was wondering. I think he's having some night terrors. Because I, it, it got him so, he, I mean, it like needles in the eyes screaming where then I'm, and I'm trying to stay calm, but like you, I would just, I would try and comfort him and then literally have to put him back down more upset than he was when I went in because it wasn't bringing him back down. I think he's having night terrors. And you know what? The peak we, everyone thinks, oh, that doesn't happen in babies, and we're starting to see in some of the data that it, um, I mean, we've always seen it clinically, but some of the data is showing that, like, the peak is at 18 months. It, wow. Now, do, do you or his dad ever walk or talk in their sleep? Uh, I never walked or talked in my sleep. I think my husband, like, as a child, maybe once or twice, but nothing serious, nothing like you're out in the yard at somebody's house. Oh, you yeah, know, but not, does, he, does he talk now? Like, uh, do you ever hear him talk? Oh, yeah, my, occasionally, like, once a month. Oh. He'll talk in Yeah, there you go. Oh, That's so, exactly what it is. Interesting. So sleep talking and sleep terrors are the exact same thing. One is just more dramatic than the other, but they're not different. They're totally the same thing. Wow. It's like walking, skipping, running. You know, there's all the same thing. You're moving forward. But so <laughs> sleep talking, and it's genetic. It runs in families, and huh. they get worse the more you interact with a child. So yeah. if you try to touch them, inter- like say it's okay, say his name, they just like completely explode. It's yeah. much better to do nothing. So what what causes it? Like what's going on with them when they're having a night terror? They're just dreaming? Because it's, it's a horrible no, sounding name. It sounds terrifying because you put the word terror on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's nothing. It's like if you think about it, sleep talking, it's more like sleep screaming. Um, it's We don't know like why you're, they're doing these behaviors, but it, uh, my daughter had them. And it used to be creepy like when they were mellow, you'd walk in and she would just be standing on her bed. It's kind of creepy, you know, just, and you just like kind of put her down. Yeah. <laughs> or if she had like an ear infection, she'd be just screaming all mm. night. My husband used to say as a joke, like keep a little chart. I'd be out of town, of course, and he'd keep a little chart on the fridge of how many times she'd woke up over the night because she'd been sick and was having sleep terrors. It's like, oh, look at our night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it runs in families. It's meaningless. Typically, hers begins occurs in the first couple few hours of the night. Not yeah. always, but usually. Um, if you say the name, touch them, anything, it usually makes it much worse. And the best thing to do, which is so against your parenting yeah. instinct, is to just walk in and stand there. If they're awake, they're going to be like, Mama. Right. If they are in a sleep terror, they won't even know you're there. You just stand there, make sure they're safe, and let it run its course. Wow. So I think what happened is, right, Dad leaves. He starts waking during the night. You start changing his diaper. He starts getting sleep-deprived. Now, not getting enough sleep is one of the number one yeah. triggers in kids who have them. I think you just got caught in this crazy, vicious cycle. Well, here's another question. What if you got kids that are sharing the same room? And you've got one whose sleep has finally sorted itself out, and you got another who's going through one of these developmental regressions on some of their sleep is all screwed up. How do you? Yeah, what do you? Because again, I was in, I was a little in that with the vacation window where my daughter was like suddenly not getting sleep. So yeah, I, you know what? You did exactly what I would recommend, which is you move the good sleeper out. 
good sleepers like are really flexible, and so you move the good sleeper out. But what if they're the they all the time? What, yeah, what work if it out, and what then if, you move the good sleeper back. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So even so, even if you are, even if you are in a situation where your kids share a room always, like at home, if one kid is having sleep problems, you recommend moving the good sleeper out. Yeah, so, you know, they sleep in the living room or in the parents' room just for, like, three nights, so you sort it out. And that doesn't, like, make... <laughs> like, what? Right, it doesn't ruin the... That well, you don't want ruin... to ruin the good sleeper. Yeah, that like, doesn't... you can yeah. only do it with a real okay. good sleeper. Okay, yeah. All right. right. Like, if you just solve, like, okay, kid, like, kid number one, if you just solved kid number one, you don't want to mess with that. Right. right. But it works if, it, if kid number one's like, oh, you know, she's six or she's three and she's always been a great sleeper, yeah, you can move her out and help the other one. Oh, what if they both stink? <laughs> yeah. Then you just, just let them, them both work it out. Yeah, yeah, you just close the door. I'll see I'll see you later. Work it out. I had this experience with my two boys who um, <laughs> have shared a room all along um, since since the little one was, you know, four months old and we moved him out of our room. Um, they are, you know, two years and three months apart. And the younger one is the worst sleeper. And I was up in there feeding him a couple times a night, like all through babyhood, you know, and he would cry sometimes. And he was noisy and he never disturbed his older brother. His older brother yeah. would just sleep through. It. it was no problem. As soon as I got baby brother to start sleeping through the night and the, after the first couple nights that he started sleeping through the night, Older brother, I think, somehow weirdly sensed that I was no longer coming in a million times a night or something. But he started getting up every mm. night. And he did it for, like, two or three weeks and would come in, needed to use a potty, like, needed needed things, was upset, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, like, we worked through it. But it did make me – I mean, it made me insane at the time. <laughs> but it sure. made me realize how, like, kind of sensitive every every person yeah. just is to other other siblings in the room and other people in the room. And, like, I I wonder what you would recommend for, like – I have a, a friend of mine who, like, the older, the older child goes to sleep fine on his own, but the younger child, she will scream unless mommy sits there and, like, rubs her back while she goes to sleep. And mommy <laughs> keeps doing that because she doesn't want to just wake up the older one. Oh, so, like, yeah. do you think she should just – let it, I think she should just do I it. I think she make changes, but you know what I would do in that situation is I wouldn't do it dramatically. I would do it slowly. Uh-huh. So I would take like three nights and sit there, but don't rub her back, and then sit for three mm-hmm. nights, sit like halfway across the room, and then three nights sit in the doorway. I'd make those changes slowly, mm-hmm. and like you know, I, I and I hate to say it, but like. These guys, they don't know anything, yeah, no. so you can make yeah. up stories. So you say to the little one, you know what, mommy's hand hurts, I can't rub your back. I'm like, and they're like, oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, right? Right. You don't have to say no. You just say, yeah. oh, I'd love to, but I hurt. Yeah. And we had a mom <laughs> yeah. who, the, their little one used to rub her elbow, which was very odd. Aww. But anyway, so the mom put an ace bandage around her elbow and said, oh, mommy hurt her elbow. And that was it. It was like the end of the whole thing. Wow. So you can make up little stories and you can change things slowly. Like you don't have to go for the drama. Yeah. Like the big changes. And especially if you don't want to disturb the older one. Yeah. And I do want to say that, like we always talk about kids sharing the rooms and like, oh, does it disturb sleep? Is on the other side. Kids who've shared a room have such great memories, even though yeah. they, like, sometimes hated it. But they remember when, like, older, they're like, do you remember we used to, like, make forts and had blanket forts? And it was so cool. Mom thought we were sleeping and we would play with our G.I. Joe's. <laughs> you know, whatever it was. Like, I think there's some also really wonderful things about sibling sharing rooms. All right. Let me. I, cool. I want to uh, 
wrap up on one question. And we probably asked this on episode 43, but let's just on the original original sleep issue episode. What is your advice to parents, new new parents and parents who've been doing this that get disrupted? Uh, Help, I guess, help talk us down a little bit from the ledge that that this is okay a little bit. Or maybe it's not okay. I don't know. But I I would love some parting words of comfort for the parents. Uh, fix Because <laughs> yeah. it's us that I think needs to be fixed on some level a little bit. Right. So, you know, the storybook image is that every other family but yours has these blissful evenings. And they, <laughs> you know, the little kids are in their little cute pajamas and they're all reading stories and they're snuggling. And everyone says, I love you, mommy, and I love you, daddy. And then they go to bed and you never see them till the next morning. And the parents have this wonderful relationship. Like, it's all garbage, okay? <laughs> so, you know, everyone at some point is dealing with, like, their kid crying and they want to go to bed. And, you know, they're arguing and they can't believe they got mad at them. And, you know, so this is part of normal life, right? So, like, normal life, you know, life is a little bit messy. But I think the most important thing to realize is that things are fixable. Like you're not stuck in this place where the child, you have no control and you Mm -hmm. can't do anything. Is that with a few really, really pretty minor, simple changes, things really get better dramatically. Like if that mom just stopped rubbing the back and moving out over the next like week or week and a half, she probably would have a whole different evening. And, you know, and things will change. And parents are always sort of surprised about, you know what, kids are really flexible and they really can change and they really are fine. Um, And I also think, like you said, it doesn't matter if the parents don't get sleep. I think it matters a lot. I think having happy parents who are thrilled to see their kids in the morning and are not bleary eyed and are not stressed is really, really key to a happy family. Well, thank you so much once again for coming on. I just, we enjoy you and we enjoy your thoughts on all of this. And it is very comforting to sit with, because I do think we can get caught up in uh, titles like sleep experts and, you know, anything related to sleep is such a touchy area for so many people. And I think it's so nice uh, to have a discussion about it with somebody who has made their life studying it and and you still being able to say, you know, it is what it is and you can make small changes and it's okay and it's it's all it'll all sort itself out with <laughs> with small changes and it's not it's not huge and crushing and overwhelming and you know uh, all of those things and no one's doing a bad job and that's it, that's a really great thing to hear. So uh, again, we thank you for coming on and as always, uh, we recommend your book and we're going to link everybody up to it as well as the app, which is great and for those who aren't familiar with the Johnson and Johnson baby bedtime app, you can actually write in questions and Jody will answer those questions. We do. We answer every question. We've answered something like 6,000 questions. I bet. I an- and I answer <laughs> I've read every single answer. Yeah, great. And it's free and there's no charge. And we're really just trying to help families out there and have everyone get some sleep. It is amazing. And again, the book is called Sleeping Through the Night. And we thank you so much for joining us. And we'll call you at the 24-month sleep regression. (laughs) I can't wait. I love talking to you guys. And we'll definitely talk. All right. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, Jody. Bye-bye. Bye. You make me sing That's so great. Yeah. I just like everywhere that conversation went today. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. So our initial assessment that sleep regression is bullshit. Yeah. We actually were right about something this time. Yeah. But I thought, ha, ha, ha. But I do think 
that doesn't negate that that's not a, a real, yeah. that something real yeah. isn't happening. Yeah, I like how she said things fall apart. Yeah, things like, fall things apart. Things just fall apart. Like, and that yeah. if we want to call it sleep regression because it does make us feel better, yeah. then let's call it that. Sure. So if it helps you not panic because it's yeah. normal. It's just another way of labeling that this thing your kid's going through is normal and you are not alone yep. in Probably every single experience you're having with your kids. Yeah, it's right? none of it's new. Like there's not a single thing your kid's doing that another kid is not doing somewhere, somewhere else. On the planet. Yeah. yeah. And so but again, that doesn't make it not feel like no. that's the case. Yeah. Especially when you're not getting sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So sleep solved, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of what usually happens when you're not getting enough sleep, or <laughs> or sharing an experience that millions of people are probably having all over the the planet at this very moment. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hello, One Bad Mother. Um, I am a first-time caller, although I think about calling you all the time. I tend to think of myself as living in genius and fail moments constantly since I started listening to your show, which I love. Right now, I have three kids, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-month-old, all waiting on me to bake these cakes. A little bit of backstory, dropped my husband off for his vasectomy today. Um, My eight-month-old missed her nap because she fell asleep in the car, and now she's totally ruined for her nap. I completely overcommitted myself. I said that I would bake the chocolate cake from scratch and picked the hardest recipe I could find. I don't know why. After this, I have to pick up my husband from his vasectomy, which ended two hours early, so I'm scrambling, and then off to a play date to keep the kids out of his hair while he recovers, and then off to a birthday party, and then off to the birthday party where I will enjoy the cake, hopefully with some other adults, except that it's a flapper-themed party, and I'm moving, and I just packed all my dress-up stuff, and I have nothing to wear, so... That's my story. Kind of feels like a failure of a day because I'm way overcommitted, but I'm just rolling with it. I'm going to mom up just like you taught me. I love you guys. Thank you. This is like such a, I know that technically she calls that a fail, but to me, she was, was ranting rant. off was to me. I thought rant. that that was an amazing rant. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. are overdoing. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I know we're not supposed to give advice to rants, yeah. but go buy a fucking chocolate cake. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was my, my favorite part at that moment of that day. Because yeah. there are those things where, like, you make the commitment to right. something. Oh, yeah. Like, because, like, two months ago, it was you totally have time to commitment. make that yeah. chocolate cake or that fun. costume or yeah. like whatever. Yeah. And that is the thing about the snowball effect of parenting yeah. where you're like— the day arrives, yeah. and you just never thought about the fact that all your stuff's getting packed up and that it's not going to be available to you for and this party that you knew about for a month, that, that your kid's not yeah. going to nap, yeah. when you would have done the cake while yeah. the kid was napping or whatever. Yeah. I absolutely love the fact that her husband just got a vasectomy three kids in. Go, Perfect. Dad. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> good job, guys. Good job, everybody. Good job. Yeah. Uh, you are really are killing it. Yes. Really good job. And totally momming up. You are totally momming mm. up. I hope that cake was fucking delicious. Um, what an interesting show. What a fun show today. Yeah, definitely. What did we learn today? We learned that labeling things can make us feel a lot better in parenting, but that most labels are made up for that purpose only. Yep. And that... Your kids are going to be kids. Yep. 
<laughs> and it's going to at be. At all ages. At all ages. At all different times. They there will be kids. They're going to be kids. <laughs> they are never going to be sentient adults until you're probably dead. <laughs> so, great, everybody. Yep. Also, uh, we learned today that Teresa should never give her children advice because, heaven forbid, they may listen. Yeah. And it may backfire. And they may be brutally honest with you. Uh, We also learned that sometimes it's good to say goodbye to what you thought you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a really nice takeaway from that. Yeah, Say goodbye to what you thought you, you wanted. You thought you wanted. I really like that, Biz. Thank that you. is like exactly right. I am really, I really think, I've been toying with the idea that we should do a show on the positive spin. Because I think that you are right. I think I am using a lot of negative labels in my life mm. and seeing things more negative than positive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an easy trap to fall into. Easy, very easy. I see a lot of moms yeah. doing it we and dads do it. doing yeah. it on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, our private group. Uh, calling themselves losers, calling themselves all these different things, and I do it to myself all the time, yep. and I think we need to put a stop to it. Okay. All right? Yeah. And all effects, and really everything we talked about today, your kid's sleep's going to get messed up. Yeah. You're going to have to roll with it. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's, it's nothing not, wrong with your kid. Right. Nothing You're not doing anything wrong. Make a couple of changes. Go put some thought into it. Make some changes. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a rush. No. Everything's going to sort itself out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up. No. You're not bad. Neither is your kid. No. And you don't have to put your child in a room and make them stream, scream for three hours. Right. Like, that's not what. Yeah, it's not what we're talking about here. Small yeah. adjustments. Yeah. And making a decision that's right for you and your child. Yeah. Uh, and then remembering to take care of yourself because that sleep deprivation shit will screw you up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so get some help getting yourself a little rest. Uh, and then with all the other stuff, the grass is, I mean, so much of this is grass is greener always. Mm-hmm. And what did we learn? Everybody's grass fucking sucks. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't we shouldn't grow. have grass because we we're in a drought. Yeah. Stop so having just, grass, everybody. Yeah, grass. Just let accept, it die. Accept the new normal <laughs> of letting it die. There you go. There's our motherhood. Let it die. <laughs> um... And to remember that you are doing a good job, and if we need to be saying it more to each other, and we need to be saying it to ourselves. I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. So you are doing a good job. Uh, you can join us to spread the word on our private Facebook group on Facebook or on our public page. We love having the good the good word about doing a good job spread there too. Yep. Uh, you can join us on Twitter. Uh, tell us what's going on in your life on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. at Biz Ellis and at Teresa Thorne and at One Bad Mothers with an S on the end. Let us know. We're always on. If you want a reminder that you're doing a good job every week and a link to the new show every week, you can sign up for our email list. You just go to MaximumFun.org. Click on One Bad Mother. And then with every new episode post, there's a little link in the show notes that says... Join our emailing list, and that's all we ever send out, just so you know. Like, (laughs) we're not going to use your email for anything else. We just send a link once a week, link to the new show, and say something affirming what you're doing, something to the extent of you really are doing a good job. Right. So join us there. Teresa, you, despite what Simon says... About your haircutting abilities. <laughs> you are doing a good job. And Thank that was, you. in fact, great advice to your son. Thank you. So good job. Thank you so much. And you, I feel like you had a breakthrough this weekend. And I feel like you won't, like, 
go back to that place. I am. A you know what I mean? Not. No, I, sometimes like, I think you got to get sad to move yeah, forward a totally. little bit. You yeah. totally do. And I, I think that's awesome. And I know that you are doing an amazing job. And that backpack is not sitting there anymore reminding me that I'm not using it. It's gone. It. I've, it's got, done. I've got three feet of space in my house back. It is gone yeah. and you have mourned it. Yes. So they're both gone. That's it's right. It's all gone. Good. Everybody, you are nailing it. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.